This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. U.S. Senators Mike Rounds, the Republican from South Dakota, and John Tester, the Democrat from Montana, said Tuesday they have filed a Congressional Review Act resolution that would overturn a recent decision to lift a ban on beef imports from Paraguay. Congress can use CRA resolutions to overturn final rules issued by federal agencies by a simple majority vote. Round said in a news release that the move is necessary to protect the safety of the beef supply. He said Paraguay has a history of troubles with foot and mouth disease. Quote, Consumers across America should be able to confidently feed their families beef that they know has met the rigorous standards required in the United States, Rounds said. Rounds and Tester said their resolution is supported by the South Dakota Farm Bureau Federation, South Dakota Farmers Union, National Cattlemen's Beef Association, United States Cattlemen's Association, RCAF USA, Livestock Marketing Association, and the National Farmers Union. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's final rule allowing the import says that after a risk analysis, the department's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, quote, concluded that fresh beef can be imported safely from Paraguay under certain conditions. Those conditions include verifying that foot and mouth disease has not been diagnosed in the exporting region for at least 12 months. The meat comes from premises where the disease has not been present in the lifetime of any of the animals, and the animals were inspected before and after death. A fast-moving blaze has consumed much of the historic business block of Knoxon. It's considered to be the hub of the small community on the lower Clark Fork River. Toby's Bar the Angry Beaver General Store, and the Knoxon Mercantile and Cafe, three immediately adjacent businesses in old buildings, have been reduced to rubble, according to Sanders County Sheriff Sean Fielders. That leaves the former railroad town of about 250 people, accessed only by a century-old bridge across the Clark Fork, with little more than a post office, hardware store, laundromat, and public school. Knoxon is 113 miles northwest of Missoula. No injuries or a cause for the fire have been reported. Fielders said Tuesday morning the fire was reported at 5.45 a.m. At 7.29 Tuesday morning, the Mercantile and Cafe posted a fire on Facebook. Quote, General store next to us caught fire. They are doing whatever they can to save us. Toby's next door is on fire as well. Please pray for us. Everyone is safe. We love you all. Four hours later, a call to the Mercantile and Cafe was met with a voicemail greeting. You have reached the temporary voicemail box for the Knoxon Mercantile and Cafe. We are closed due to the catastrophic fire in Knoxon. Sheriff Fielder said a state fire investigator was already on the scene, but that no cause had been determined 
because firefighters were still mopping up the fire. The fire was not impacting other buildings. Fielders emphasized that there was nothing to indicate an arsonist was striking local businesses or that the fires were intentionally ignited. Quote, at this point, there's nothing that points to that. He said, we'll follow the leads that the fire marshal gives us. Just to be cautious, there's nothing to point towards that right now. Just let the fire marshals do their job and we'll assist in any way they can. The East Helena Superfund site will receive $40 million and is among more than 100 sites nationwide to receive a portion of the third and final wave of more than a billion dollars for cleanup projects according to federal officials. The EPA says the funds will be used in East Helena for residential yard cleanup in an effort to eradicate soil and groundwater contamination caused by more than a century of smelting lead, zinc, and other metals at the former Asarco smelter, according to federal officials. At one time, the lead smelter, which operated from 1888 till 2001, processed 70,000 tons of lead bullion a year and provided a livelihood for thousands. Contamination, including arsenic and selenium in soils at the site, caused groundwater plumes and levels above safe drinking water standards. In 1984, the EPA declared East Helena a Superfund cleanup site. As we said, the smelter closed in 2001, and after later declaring bankruptcy, Asarco placed about $96 million in a trust fund for cleanup. Funding to reintroduce bison to Glacier National Park and helping Yellowstone National Park expand its program of bison transfers to tribes has been announced by the Interior Department. The funding was announced Tuesday in a press release from the department, touting $195 million in investments across the country for climate restoration and resilience projects over the next decade. Quote, National parks across the United States will use this funding to prepare for the impacts of climate change, protect species, restore ecosystems, and invest in conservation jobs. That's according to the Interior Department. The states involved include Montana and Wyoming. Yellowstone is targeted for a $3 million investment in expanding its capacity to increase the return of Yellowstone origin bison to tribes throughout its transfer program. So far, the park has sent 414 bison to the Assiniboine and Sioux tribes in eastern Montana to finish out their required quarantine protocol to ensure they're free from the disease brucellosis. The Fort Peck Reservation then works with the Intertribal Buffalo Council to move the animals to tribes. Since its inception in 2018, the transfer program has spent bison to 26 tribes in 12 states. The Biden administration, leaders of four Columbia River Basin tribes, 
and the governors of Oregon and Washington have signed papers formally launching a billion-dollar plan to help recover depleted salmon in the Pacific Northwest. The plan, announced in December, stopped short of calling for the removal of four controversial dams on the Snake River, as some environmental groups and tribal leaders have urged. But officials say it will boost clean energy production and help offset hydropower, transportation, and other benefits provided by the dams should Congress ever agree to breach them. The plan, brokered by the Biden administration, causes long-running litigation over federal dam operations and represents the most significant step yet toward eventually taking the four Snake River dams down. The plan will improve tribal energy projects and provide other benefits for tribes and other communities that depend on the Columbia Basin for agriculture, energy, recreation, and transportation, according to the White House. The agreement, formerly known as the Columbia River Restoration Initiative, quote, deserves to be celebrated, according to Jonathan W. Smith, chairman of the Confederated Tribes of the Warm Springs Reservation. The Columbia River Basin, an area roughly the size of Texas, was once the world's largest salmon-producing river system with at least 16 varieties of salmon and steelhead. Today, four are extinct and seven are listed under the Endangered Species Act. Dams are the main cause for the salmon's decline, and federal fishery scientists have concluded that breaching the dams in eastern Washington on the Snake River, the largest tributary of the Columbia, would be the best hope for recovering them, providing the fish with access to hundreds of miles of pristine habitat and spawning grounds in Idaho. Friday's celebration did not include congressional Republicans who opposed the dam breaching and have vowed to block it. Speakers at the White House ceremony looked past those concerns, with few even mentioning the dam. A Flathead County District Court judge has ordered two Kalispell City Council elections be redone after a clerical error resulted in more than 1,400 voters receiving ballots with the incorrect candidates listed. In his order, Judge Robert Allison said the elections for two out of the four city council seats, Ward 1 and Ward 2, would have to be redone. Ward 1 candidates Carrie Sue Gabriel and Wes Walker were 80 votes apart. Ward 2 candidates Gabriel Dillon and Sam Nunnally were separated by 109 votes. Incumbent Sue Gabriel and Nunnally had won the incorrect election according to the canvas. Candidates largely campaigned on mitigating population growth and housing crisis in the region. The Flathead County Elections Department was working with its legal advisors on how to proceed in selecting a date for the election redo. That's according to the Daily Montanan. 1,413 absentee ballots, 8% of Kalispell voters received incorrect ballots. The county will be fronting the cost 
of the second election. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 53 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, in 33 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.